thank you for tuning in to Songs of Praise from 3ABN Australia Radio. We trust you'll enjoy this musical selection to bring you peace, comfort and hope.
were pilgrims on the journey of the narrow road. And those who've gone before us lined the way, cheering on the faithful, encouraging the weary, their lives a stirring testament to God's sustaining grace. Surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us run the race not only for the prize, but as those who've gone before us, let us leave to those behind us the heritage of faithfulness passed on through godly lives. Oh, may all who come behind us find us faithful. May the fire of our devotion light their come and gone and our children sift through all we've left behind may the clues that they discover and the memories they uncover become the light that leads them to the road we each must find oh may
around me. I see prophecies fulfilled and signs of the times. They're appearing.
Songs of Praise endeavours to draw your heart, mind and soul to a close relationship with your Saviour, Jesus Christ.
If you're enjoying this music, encourage your friends to listen to this program each week. The law of the Lord is perfect. 
Converting the soul, the testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple, more to be desired are they than gold, yet in much fine gold, sweeter also than Statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the Lord. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. More to be desired are they than gold, hidden much fine gold. Righteous all together, more to be desired are they than gold, hidden much fine gold, sweeter also than honey.
He's done. He meets my every need. You know he's been so good to me, and I can't help but praise the Lord for all he's done. For all he's done, I'm gonna lift my hands and praise him. For all he's done, I try to live my life to please him. Even though I don't deserve to live, my life has just begun, and I can't help but praise the Lord for all He's done. There are many things that I could praise God for, and if I started now until I died, there'd still be many more. If I can mention only. Praise the Lord for all He's done, for all He's done. I'm gonna lift my hands and praise Him for all He's done. I try to live my life to please Him, even though I don't deserve. 
my shame. I know the one who holds tomorrow, who hears my prayer and heals my pain. He is my fortress. He's my father, my freedom, my master, my forgiver and friend.
has forsaken noisy baking bread if he cares for the little sparrow that falls from the sky so much more my God cares for you so much more my God cares for you Have you ever felt alone Like no one really cared Have you felt like The sun would never shine Do you know that God loves you And He really cares Willingly Jesus on a cross Was crucified I have never seen the righteous forsaken noisy begging bread. If he cares for the little sparrow that falls from the sky, so much more my God cares for you. So much more, my God cares for you. It is written in the pages of His Word. The promise he will not leave you though your friends are nowhere near sticking closer than a brother I'm guarded by his angels daily he watches and I know I'm not alone I have never seen Just forsaken, noisy, begging bread. If he cares for the little sparrow that falls from the sky, so much more, my God cares for you. So much more, my God cares for you so much more my God cares for you so much more my God cares for you invite your family and friends to also enjoy songs of praise
my father's house are many mansions. I go to prepare a place for thee. The Lord is coming, are you ready? The Lord is coming, are you ready? Won't yon be right if he came to Promises of God all are true. Jesus bought your life on Calvary's mountain, and soon He will come again for you. The Lord is coming. Are you ready? The Lord is coming. Are you ready? Would God be right if He came tonight? The Lord is coming, are you ready? When Jesus comes, my brother, He will take you home with Him promised you a life eternal and you must be faithful till the end the Lord is coming are you ready the Lord is coming are you ready would God be right See? 
my best, I am unworthy. I have nothing precious I can give. A broken life is all I have to offer. And yet, it is a priceless gift to Him. The bitter mark of sin will never fade away. But I can come before Him unashamed. I stand redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. I stand redeemed before the great I Am. When He looks at me, Glad thought some wonderful morning I shall hear Gabriel's trumpet sound when I wake up. When I wake up to sleep no more, rising to meet my blessed Redeemer with a glad shout, shout I'll leave the ground. When I wake up, when I wake up to sleep no more, when I wake up on some glad morning, to sleep no more, jewels adorning, happy I'll be on heaven's right shore, telling a story. The redeemed of all the ages, praising the one whom I adore. When I wake up, when I wake up to sleep no more, glory to God, I'll have a new body, changing the twinkling of an eye. When I wake up, when I wake up to sleep no more, leaving behind all trouble and sorrow, bound for that city up on high. When I wake up, when I wake up to sleep no more. When I wake up on Sunday morning, sleep no more. Jewels adorning, happy I'll be glory. on heaven's right shore. Telling a story with the redeemed of all the ages, praising the one whom I adore. When I wake up, when I wake up to sleep no more, to sleep no more, sleeping no more, sleeping no more, sleeping no more, sleeping no No more. Jewels adorning, 
Happy I'll be on heaven's bright shore Telling a story with the redeemed of all the ages Praising the one whom I adore When I wake up When I wake up to sleep no more When I wake up When I wake up We here at 3ABN Australia Radio are delighted to share songs of praise with you. We look forward to your company next time. Welcome to 3ABN Australia Radio's book reading program. The book, The Ministry of Healing by Alan White, provides sound counsel regarding holistic health. It covers all aspects of living that contributes to good health like cheerfulness, fresh air, exercise, diet, and positive relationships with other people, to name a few. Crucial also is a personal relationship with our Creator, who gave us life and everything we need for health and happiness. In this book, Alan White deals with sickness of the soul and the healing balm to be found by trusting God in all things. Written in simple, beautiful language, Ministry Healing will point to a life full of joy and happiness, a life connected with the source of healing power. Let's join our book reader, Rosalie Ricards. Hello, this is Rosalie, and I'm reading from the book Ministry of Healing by Alan White. Continuing Chapter 10, Helping the Tempted. The Apostle Paul found it necessary to reprove wrong, but how carefully he sought to show that he was a friend to the erring. How anxiously he explained to them the reason of his action. He made them understand that it cost him pain to give them pain. He showed his confidence and sympathy toward the ones who were struggling to overcome. Out of much affliction and anguish of heart, he said, I wrote to you with many tears. Not that you should be grieved, but that you might know the love which I have more abundantly to you. 2 Corinthians 2 verse 4 For though I made you sorry with my epistle, I do not regret it. Though I did regret it, I now rejoice. Not that you were made sorry, but that you were made sorry unto repentance. For behold, this selfsame thing that you were made sorry after a godly sort, what earnest care it wrought in you. Yes, what clearing of your souls. Yes, what indignation. What fear. Yes, what longing. Yes, what zeal. What avenging. In everything you approved yourselves to be pure in the matter. Therefore we have been comforted. 2 Corinthians 7, 8-13 I rejoice that in everything I am of good courage concerning you. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, for you all making request with joy, for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Jesus Christ. Even as it is right for me to be thus minded on behalf of you all, 
because I have you in my heart. Therefore, my brethren, dearly beloved and longed for, my joy and crown, so stand fast in the Lord, my dearly beloved. Now we live. If you stand fast in the Lord, verse 16, Philippians 1, verses 3 to 5, and then verses 6 and 7, and then Philippians chapter 4, verses 1, and 1 Thessalonians 3 and verse 8. Paul wrote to these brethren as saints in Christ Jesus, but he was not writing to those who were perfect in character. He wrote to them as men and women who were striving against temptation and who were in danger of falling. He pointed them to the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ, that great shepherd of the sheep. He assured them that through the blood of the everlasting covenant he will make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ. Hebrews 13, 20 and 21. When one at fault becomes conscious of his error, be careful not to destroy his self-respect. Do not discourage him by indifference or distrust. Do not say, before giving him my confidence, I will wait to see whether he will hold out. Often this very distrust causes the tempted one to stumble. We should strive to understand the weaknesses of others. We know little of the heart trials of those who have been bound in chains, of darkness and who lack resolution and moral power. Most pitiable is the condition of him who is suffering under remorse. He is as one stunned, staggering, sinking into the dust. He can see nothing clearly. The mind is beclouded. He knows not what steps to take. Many a poor soul is misunderstood, unappreciated, full of distress and agony, a lost, straying sheep. He cannot find God, yet he has an intense longing for pardon and peace. Oh, let no word be spoken to cause deeper pain. To the soul weary of a life of sin, but not knowing where to find relief, present the compassionate Saviour. Take him by the hand, lift him up. Speak to him words of courage and hope. Help him to grasp the hand of the Saviour. We become too easily discouraged over the souls who do not at once respond to our efforts. Never should we cease to labour for a soul while there is one gleam of hope. Precious souls cost our self-sacrificing Redeemer too dear a price to be lightly given up to the tempter's power. We need to put ourselves in the place of the tempted ones. Consider the power of heredity, the influence of evil associations and surroundings, the power of wrong habits, can we wonder that under such influences many become degraded? Can we wonder that they should be slow to respond to efforts for their uplifting? Often, when one to the gospel, those who appeared coarse and unpromising will be among its most loyal adherents and advocates. They are not altogether corrupt. 
Beneath the forbidding exterior, there are good impulses that might be reached. Without a helping hand, many would never recover themselves, but by patient, persistent effort, they may be uplifted. Such need tender words, kind consideration, tangible help. They need that kind of counsel which will not extinguish the faint gleam of courage to the soul. Let the workers who come in contact with them consider this. Some will be found whose minds have been so long debased that they will never in this life become what under more favourable circumstances they might have been. But the bright beams of the sun of righteousness may shine into that soul. It is their privilege to have the life that measures with the life of God, plant in their minds uplifting and nobling thoughts. Let your life make plain to them the difference between vice and purity, darkness and light. In your example, let them read what it means to be a Christian. Christ is able to uplift the most sinful and place them where they will be acknowledged as children of God, joint heirs with Christ to the immortal inheritance. By the miracle of divine grace, many may be fitted for lives of usefulness. Despised and forsaken, they have become utterly discouraged. They may appear stoical and stolid, but under the ministration of the Holy Spirit, the stupidity that makes their uplifting so hopeless will pass away. The dull, clouded mind will awake. The slave of sin will be set free. Vice will disappear. And ignorance will be overcome. Through the faith that works by love, the heart will be purified and the mind enlightened. End of chapter 10. Chapter 11. Working for the Intemperate. Every true reform has its place in the work of the gospel and tends to the uplifting of the soul to a new and nobler life. Especially does the temperance reform demand the support of Christian workers. They should call attention to this work and make it a living issue. Everywhere they should present to the people the principles of true temperance and call for signers to the temperance pledge. Earnest effort should be made in behalf of those who are in bondage to evil habits. There is everywhere a work to be done for those who through intemperance have fallen. In the midst of the churches, of religious institutions and professedly Christian homes, many of the youth are choosing the path to destruction. Through intemperate habits, they bring upon themselves disease, and through greed to obtain money for sinful indulgence, they fall into dishonest practices. Health and character are ruined. Aliens from God, outcasts from society, these poor souls feel that they are without hope, either for this life or for the life to come. The hearts of the parents are broken. Men speak of these erring ones as hopeless, but not so does God regard them. He understands all circumstances that have made them what they are 
and he looks upon them with pity. This is a class that demand help. Never give them occasion to say, "No man cares for my soul." Among the victims of intemperance are men of all classes and all professions, men of high station, of eminent talents. Of great attainments have yielded to the indulgence of appetite until they are helpless to resist temptation. Some of them, who were once in the possession of wealth, are without home, without friends, in suffering, misery, disease, and degradation. They have lost their self-control. Unless a helping hand is held out to them. They will sink lower and lower. With these, self-indulgence is not only a moral sin, but a physical disease. Often, in helping the intemperate, we must, as Christ so often did, give first attention to their physical condition. They need wholesome, unstimulating food and drink, clean clothing, opportunity to secure physical cleanliness. They need to be surrounded with an atmosphere of helpful, uplifting Christian influence. In every city, a place should be provided where the slaves of evil habit may receive help to break the chains that bind them. Strong drink is regarded by many as the only solace in trouble, but this need not be. Instead of acting the part of the priest and Levite, professed Christians. Would follow the example of the Good Samaritan. To be continued. Join us again next time when Rosalie Ricards continues reading from the book, The Ministry of Healing, here on your station, 3ABN Australia Radio. Let's listen to William Ackland as he shares a psalm from his paraphrase of the Bible called "The Gift." Psalm thirty-nine is a psalm of thirteen verses. Again, it is a psalm of David, and is to the choir director, who at that time was a man by the name of Jeduthun. I say, I will take control of myself, so that I will not sin by what I say. I will put a muzzle over my mouth, as it were, while the wicked are in my presence. But when I was silent, not saying one word, not even anything good, my sorrow remained with me, and even grew greater. My heart seemed to be heating up, and as I meditated on these things, the fire kept burning. And then I opened my mouth and spoke, saying, "Lord." I want to know what is going to become of me. How many days I have left in my life, that I may know the degree of my mortality. It seems to me that you have made my life only as long as a hand's width, and that my age is something that does not worry you. I realize now that at its best, every man's life is a disappearing vapor. Surely every person who walks this earth. Is really like a shadow. They are busy here and there, but in vain. They gather riches to themselves, and do not know what will happen to it when they die. But what is it 
that is the goal of my life. My hope and my goal are bound up in you. So forgive me for every sinful thing. Take away my condemnation in the eyes of others. When I was mute, I did not speak a word, for it was you who did this. But now, take away this plague from me. I am wasted by the punishments that you have dealt me. When you discipline people for the wrong they have done, any beauty they had melts like wax in the sun. Truly, man's life is but a vapour. Please hear my prayer, O Lord, and listen when I cry out to you. Do not remain quiet when you see my tears, for I feel like an alien with you, one who is just passing through as all my ancestors were. Please remove your piercing gaze from me that my strength may return before I go to that place from whence I shall not come back. (laughs) 